section fifty six of monsieur lecoq part two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by tony oliva monsieur lecoq by emile gaboriau part two section fifty six epilogue the first success safe in his own princely mansion and surrounded by an army of retainers the duc de sairmeuse triumphantly exclaimed we have outwitted lecoq in this he was right but he thought himself forever beyond the reach of the wily keen-witted detective and in this he was wrong lecoq was not the man to sit down with folded hands and brood over the humiliation of his defeat before he went to father tabaret he was beginning to recover from his stupor and despondency and when he left that experienced detective's presence he had regained his courage his command over his faculties and sufficient energy to move the world if necessary well my good man he remarked to father absinthe who was trotting along by his side you have heard what the great monsieur tabaret said did you not so you see i was right but his companion evinced no enthusiasm yes you were right he responded in woe-begone tones do you think we are ruined by two or three mistakes nonsense i will soon turn our defeat of to-day into a glorious victory ah you might do so perhaps if they do not dismiss us from the force this doleful remark recalled lecoq to a realizing sense of the present situation they had allowed a prisoner to slip through their fingers that was vexation it is true but they had captured one of the most notorious of criminals joseph conturier surely there was some comfort in that but while lecoq could have borne dismissal he could not endure the thought that he would not be allowed to follow up this affair of the poivriere what would his superior officers say when he told them that may and the duc de sairmeuse were one and the same person they would undoubtedly shrug their shoulders and turn up their noses still monsieur segmuller will believe me he thought but will he dare to take any action in the matter without incontrovertible evidence this was very unlikely lecoq realized it all too well could we not make a descent upon the hotel de sairmeuse and on some pretext or other compel the duke to show himself and identify him as the prisoner may he entertained this idea only for an instant then abruptly dismissed it a stupid expedient he exclaimed are two such men as the duke and his accomplice likely to be caught napping they are prepared for such a visit and we should only have our labor for our pains he made these reflections sotto voce and father absinthe's curiosity was aroused excuse me he said i did not quite understand you i say that we must find some tangible proof before asking permission to proceed further he paused with knitted brows in seeking a circumstance which would establish the complicity between some member of the duke's household and the witnesses who had been called upon to give their testimony lecoq thought of madame milner the owner of the hotel de marienbourg and his first meeting with her he saw her again standing upon a chair her face on a level with a cage covered with a large piece of black silk 
persistently repeating three or four german words to a starling who as persistently retorted camille where is camille one thing is certain resumed lecoq if madame milner who is a german and who speaks with the strongest possible german accent had raised this bird it would either have spoken german or with the same accent as its mistress therefore it cannot have been in her possession long and who gave it to her father absinthe began to grow impatient in sober earnest what are you talking about he asked petulantly i say that if there is someone at the hotel de sermeuse named camille i have the proof i desire come papa absinthe let us hurry on and without another word of explanation he dragged his companion rapidly along when they reached the rue de crenelle lecoq saw a messenger leaning against the door of a wine-shop lecoq called him come my boy said he i wish you to go to the hotel de sermeuse and ask for camille tell her that her uncle is waiting her here but sir what have you not gone yet the messenger departed the two policemen entered the wine-shop and father absinthe had scarcely had time to swallow a glass of brandy when the lad returned monsieur i was unable to see mademoiselle camille the house is closed from top to bottom the duchess died very suddenly this morning ah the wretch exclaimed the young policeman then controlling himself he mentally added he must have killed his wife on returning home but his fate is sealed now i shall be allowed to continue my investigations in less than twenty minutes they arrived at the palais de justice m segmuller did not seem to be immoderately surprised at lecoq's revelations still he listened with evident doubt to the young policeman's ingenious deductions it was the circumstance of the starling that seemed to decide him perhaps you are right my dear lecoq he said at last and to tell the truth i quite agree with you but i can take no further action in the matter until you can furnish proofs so convincing in its nature that the duc de sermeuse will be unable to think of denying it ah sir my superior officers will not allow me on the contrary interrupted the judge they will allow you the fullest liberty after i have spoken to them such action on the part of m segmuller required not a little courage there had been so much laughter about m segmuller's grand seigneur disguised as a clown that many men would have sacrificed their convictions to the fear of ridicule and uh, when will you speak to them inquired lecoq timidly at once the judge had already turned toward the door when the young policeman stopped him i have one more favor to ask monsieur he said entreatingly you are so good you are the first person who gave me any encouragement who had faith in me speak my brave fellow ah monsieur will you not give me a message for monsieur d'escorval any insignificant message inform him of the prisoner's escape i will be the bearer of the message and then oh fear nothing monsieur i will be prudent very well replied the judge when he left the office of his chief lecoq was fully authorized to proceed with his investigations and in his pocket was a note for m d'escorval from m segmuller his joy was so intense that he did not deign to notice the sneers which were bestowed upon him as he passed through the corridors on the threshold his enemy gevrol the so-called general was watching for him 
ha he laughed as lecoq passed out here is one of those simpletons who fish for whales and who do not even catch a gudgeon for an instant lecoq was angry he turned abruptly and looked gevrol full in the face that is better than assisting prisoners to carry on a surreptitious correspondence with people outside he retorted in the tone of a man who knows what he is saying in his surprise gevrol almost lost countenance and his blush was equivalent to a confession but lecoq said no more what did it matter to him now if gevrol had betrayed him was he not about to win a glorious revenge he spent the remainder of the day in preparing his plan of action and in thinking what he should say when he took m segmuller's note to maurice d'escorval the next morning about eleven o'clock he presented himself at the house of m d'escorval monsieur is in his study with a young man replied the servant but as he gave me no orders to the contrary you may go in lecoq entered the study was unoccupied but from the adjoining room separated from the study only by a velvet portiere came a sound of stifled exclamations and of sobs mingled with kisses not knowing whether to remain or to retire the young policeman stood for a moment undecided then he observed an open letter lying upon the carpet impelled to do it by an impulse stronger than his own will lecoq picked up the letter it read as follows the bearer of this letter is marianne's son maurice your son i have given him all the proofs necessary to establish his identity it was to his education that i concentrated the heritage of my poor marianne those to whose care i confided him have made a noble man of him if i restore him to you it is only because the life i lead is not a fitting life for him yesterday the miserable woman who murdered my sister died from poison administered by her own hand poor marianne she would have been far more terribly avenged had not an accident which happened to me saved the duc and the duchesse de sairmeuse from the snare into which i had drawn them jean lacheneur lecoq stood as if petrified now he understood the terrible drama which had been enacted in the widow chupin's cabin i must go to sairmeuse at once he said to himself there i can discover all he departed without seeing m d'escorval he resisted the temptation to take the letter with him it was exactly one month to a day after the death of madame blanche reclining upon a divan in his library the duc de sairmeuse was engaged in reading when otto his valet de chambre came to inform him that a messenger was below charged with delivering into the duke's own hands a letter from monsieur maurice d'escorval with a bound martial was on his feet is it possible he exclaimed then he added quickly let the messenger enter a large man with a very florid complexion and red hair and beard timidly handed the duke a letter he broke the seal and read i saved you monsieur by not recognizing the prisoner may in your turn aid me by noon day after to-morrow i must have two hundred sixty thousand francs i have sufficient confidence in your honor to apply to you maurice d'escorval for a moment martial stood bewildered then springing to a table he began writing without noticing that the messenger was looking over his shoulder monsieur not day after to-morrow but this evening 
my fortune and my life are at your disposal it is but a slight return for the generosity you showed in retiring when beneath the rags of may you recognized your former enemy now your devoted friend martial de sermeuse he folded this letter with a feverish hand and giving it to the messenger with a louis he said here is the answer make haste but the messenger did not go he slipped the letter into his pocket then with a hasty movement he cast his red beard and wig upon the floor lecoq exclaimed martial paler than death lecoq yes monsieur replied the young detective i was obliged to take my revenge my future depended upon it and i ventured to imitate monsieur d'escorval's writing and as martial made no response i must also say to monsieur le duc he continued that on transmitting to the judge the confession written by the duc's own hand of his presence at the poivriere i can and shall at the same time furnish proofs of his entire innocence and to show that he was ignorant of nothing he added as madame is dead there will be nothing said in regard to what took place at the borderie a week later a verdict of not guilty was rendered by m segmuller in the case of the duc de sermeuse appointed to the position he coveted lecoq had the good taste or perhaps the shrewdness to wear his honors modestly but on the day of his promotion he ordered a seal upon which was engraved the exultant rooster which he had chosen as his armorial design and a motto to which he ever remained faithful semper vigilan end of section fifty six epilogue the first success end of part two of monsieur lecoq by emile gaborio recording by tony oliva albuquerque new mexico april twenty twelve